0: Hi, I'm Dalak Badalana, and this is the Living the Life Podcast, where you will learn scriptural and practical insights into knowing Jesus and expressing his life on the earth from the pages of scripture, void of religion. You're welcome to a new season of Living the Life Podcast. Thank you for all those who listened to the last season. I'm very grateful for your encouragement, your words, and your prayers. We are sure to have a great time this season. I know it's taken close to four months for this season to be on, but it's actually because I had to take time off to prepare and to properly plan and think ahead of what this season is going to be about. In the real sense, a lot of prayers and preparation had to be done for this season. I believe that this new season is going to be a great one where we're going to learn God's word and our lives are going to be transformed, imparted, and we're going to receive revelation from the Spirit of God. I begin this new season with a thought that dropped in my heart sometime last week. I can't really remember whether I was praying or it just came into my spirit, but it was just this phrase. The answer is in the word. I'll repeat it again. It says the answer is in the word. And why is this Thoughts very important. The Bible says, "In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established." So I got that impression sometime last week, I believe last week Tuesday. And during the week, while I was preparing for a meeting somewhere, and I was reading a book, like in a Ken book, the Bible Healing Study Course. In the chapter eleven, there was a small subheading that says, "It's in the book." That was the first confirmation I got on how important these thoughts are about to discuss and share. Saturday I went for a meeting. And while listening to the minister preach, she kept on saying, the answer is in the Bible. And I was like, okay, this actually shows and implies that this is a thought and a conversation that the Lord wants us to share and speak about. So it's very important that we understand that the answer is in the word. And I'll begin with some scriptures and we'll see how we proceed in this thought. The first scripture I'll start with is John 15:7. 7. The Bible says, if you abide in me and my words abide In you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Now, let's just look at the scripture in depth.ly It says, "If you abide in me, so it's not about God abiding in us, because God abides in us, but it's actually us abiding in Him. It's actually us remaining in God. It's actually us residing in God. Now, it's up to us to decide how close we are to God and how we reside in God. So, the scripture says, "If we abide in God, it now says, and my words are." In you. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus is saying that we ought to allow his words to abide in us. He didn't say my word. He said my words, showing that we need multiple words from God. We need many words from God for some particular situation. We need to allow the word of God to abide in us. It now says you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. And why? Because we abide in Jesus and we allow his words to abide in us. So it's very important that we give the word first place. We give the word priority and first place in our lives. The next scripture, we'll look at is Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20, 22 says, My son, give attention to my words. We can see again, it says, my words, not word, my words. Incline your ear to my saints. Saints, plural, do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh so we see he says we should give attention to his words when we give attention to something it means our total focus is on that thing so for example if you are to attend a meeting with your doctor at a particular time any other person who wants to meet you or discuss with you at that particular time becomes less important than that meeting with a doctor so it doesn't mean that that person is unimportant it just means at that particular time your priority list is the meeting with the doctor so in the real sense for every Christian, the Word of God should take utmost priority in everything that we do. So we should give attention to the Word. It now says we should incline our ears to His sayings. It's important that we tune our spirit man to the sayings of God. It's just like when we actually want to eavesdrop on a conversation. We tune our ears to the angle where we will hear that conversation properly. So we to incline our ears to the sayings of God. Because it's when we listen to God that we actually are trying transformed. He now says, do not let them depart from your eyes. That means we should continually fix our gaze on the scriptures. Our gaze should continually be fixed on the word. It now goes on to say keep them in the midst of your heart. So it is saying that beyond your eyes, beyond your head, the word should have root in your heart because it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So it's what you have fed your heart with. It's what you've deposited in your heart that will proceed out of your mouth. 22 now says for their life. What are these day? That is the words that we saw in verse 20. Those words are what life to those who find them and those words produce health to all their flesh. The literal Greek means medicine to all their flesh. So the word of God is actually medicine to our flesh. Now I'll proceed now. Who is the word or what is the word? So for many of us we will just think the letters in the Bible is the word. Well that is not totally true. The Bible The The Bible contains the word of God, but the actual word is written in the Bible and is revealed to us in the Bible. And we'll see that. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 1, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So we see that the word is God. The word is God. The word is God. Verse 14 now says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father full of grace and truth hallelujah so we see that jesus is the word the word that was in the beginning now became flesh and dwelt among us it's often said that the written word is given to us so we can understand and know the living word jesus is the living word the bible we have is the written word as we read the written word we get to a better understanding of the living word who is jesus now it's very important that we know that Jesus is the word. Now the Bible says in the book of John 6, that's Jesus speaking. Jesus says it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and their life. Now the words of Jesus they are spirit and they are life. So we receive spiritual impartation and receive life from the word. Now the Bible says in the book of John 5, 38, Jesus says, But you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent, he you do not believe 39 I says you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and these are they which testify of me what testifies of Jesus the scriptures testifies of Jesus that's what he's saying here in as said 40 but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life in as much as the scriptures testify of Jesus if we do not come to Jesus we're not going to receive the life so it's just basic so for someone to receive the life of Jesus and to become a believer the person has has to come to jesus by saying the sinner's prayer and what is the sinner's prayer jesus i confess you as my lord and as my savior and now i am saved and i am now your child that's basically but if you just know the word in your head and you don't come to jesus you're not going to receive the life that we have in the world and now the question now is this what if we need direction on something for example we are to reside as majority of the cities nowadays are not in the bible how do we go about that i know many of us have questions that, oh, the name of the person I'm to marry is not in the Bible. The kind of work I'm doing now or I ought to do, I want to do, I can't find it in the Bible. How do I get practical instructions in those areas? That's a very good question. And the answer is also in the Bible. That is why we need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is another comforter, just like Jesus. The Holy Spirit isn't the first comforter. He is another comforter. Allos paracletos. Another comforter like jesus the book of john 14 15 18 says if you love me keep my commandments and i'll pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you i will not leave you orphans i will come to you now the bible says that the holy spirit will be with us forever this same holy spirit will dwell in us and will be in us now it's very important that we know the importance of the holy spirit the bible says in john 14 25 26 says these things i have spoken to you while being present with you but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that i said to you so we see that the holy spirit will do what he will bring to our remembrance all things that jesus has said to us so Jesus is what jesus talking to the disciples telling that this is what the Holy Spirit is going to do for them. But it's very important that we see something. It says, and bring to your remembrance. So it's saying that the Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance. That's why it's important that we need to have the word of God dwelling in us richly. The Bible says in Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. And it goes on. But the most important part I want to focus on is the first phrase, which is, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. It didn't say let the word of Christ dwell in you passively. The Bible says let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Meaning that we should have a deep deposit of the word of God in our lives. Previously I was talking about the importance of the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is going to be the one to guide us and show us things. Now the Bible says in the book of John 16 from verse 12 to 13. I still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak and He will tell you things to come. We see that now the Holy Spirit, who is the Spirit of Truth, will guide us into what all truth. The Holy Spirit will not speak of His own authority. Why? Because He is Allos Paracletos, He is a comforter just like Jesus. So it's what he hears from Jesus that he will speak, and what he will tell us things to come. The Holy Spirit has the revelation of any and every area of our lives. So we proceed. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 8 from verse 32, Jesus speaking says, I'll read from verse 31, Says Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But what happens? first. We abide in the word. It's by abiding in the word that we now know the truth. That's why it's very important to abide in the word so we will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. We're speaking somewhere on Saturday and I said that nowadays in this era where you can practically listen to any message online. We ought to be like the Berean Christians who went to search the things that Paul said if they actually were true because you listen to many ministers saying different things about the Bible. And now you need to check in your spirit to know which one actually is the truth because people speak basically from their relationship with God and from their experiences in life. And many of them mean no harm. But we also need to go to the spirit of truth to understand what exactly the Bible has to say. Jesus speaking in John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So we see the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. The word also is truth. You see, in John 1.14 says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glorious of the only begotten of the father, full of what grace and truth. The word is truth. very important that we know that the answer is in the word. The answer is in the word. That is good. But prayer not found in the word is useless. Our prayer lives can only be as productive as the deposits of God's word within us. We began with John 15 verse 7 that says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. So our prayers are as effective as the words that abide in us. So it's because we are abiding in Jesus and his word is abiding in us. That is why, what we desire, when we ask it, we will have it. Why? Because the word of Jesus is abiding in us. Now, we read James 4 1 3 says, Where the wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lost and do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war. Yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask and miss that you may spend it on your pleasures. Many people ask. But the truth is, they are Thing, not based on revelation from the word. So for example, many people are trusting God for one thing or the other. But the truth is, if you ask them what scripture are they standing on? What scripture are you holding? What scripture? What scripture gives you the legal right or backing for this thing? Many of them do not know. Many cannot quote the scripture. Many do not even know where in the Bible addresses that case. That is not right. Christians actually love quick fixes. Who we'll actually prefer that we run to a man of God to declare a Virus, that the problem is over, the siege is over, and all that. But one thing I've learned is, even if it works, the devil will reintroduce that situation. But if you actually don't have an in-depth relationship with God, how do you address the situation? I'll give an example. I was at a friend's wedding with another friend, and we are the reception. And all of a sudden, by mistake, you know how receptions can be, especially if the hall is small. So we're walking around, and we unintentionally hit someone, or we stumbled into each other and all of a sudden immediately the man wanted to declare evil words over us and we actually apologized immediately we hit him we're sorry and we wanted to declare evil words over us saying he's a chief how are we going to hit him he had all these uh, beads on his hand and it, and immediately myself and my friend we told him straight there you dare not try it. who does he think he is and who does he think we are that he wants to be declaring evil words over us that it's not going to happen and the bible says a curse will not alight without a curse." The book of Proverbs, but the truth is, where we were actually the songs that were being played as at that time were not gospel songs, but it's because we had the deposit of God's word in us, we quickly countered that demonic utterance and and manifestation in that environment. Now there was no pastor there because it was reception; everybody had gone home. But if we didn't have a deposit of God's word in our, in our spirit and we didn't declare and confront the situation, we never can tell what would have happened. Maybe His word would have supported preceded our words and the evil he was trying to proclaim over us would have happened so it's very important that the word of god dwells in us richly now why is the word important one because the word builds acts 20 from 32 says now Brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. The word doesn't only build, the word gives us an inheritance. We see that. We see that the word builds. Also, the word is the means for spiritual growth. To grow spiritually, it is the word, not prayer. Prayer is as important, but the word is the foundation for spiritual growth. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, to as new. Newborn babes desire their pure milk. KDF says the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Hebrews 5 12 14 says, For though by this time ye ought to be teachers of their senses, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is is a b, but solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who, by reason of use of their senses, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So we see that it's through the word that we grow. As we spend time in the word, as we read the word, as we meditate on the word, as we declare the word. As the Bible says in Joshua one eight, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth out of thy mouth it did not say out of thy head Joshua wanted this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success it's interesting that the only place in the King James version of the Bible where you see the word success is in Joshua 1:8 and it has to do with what the word of god it has to do with we remaining and understanding that the answer is in the word of God. Another importance of the word, we'll see it in the book of Psalm chapter 1 from verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of discomfort, but his delight is in the law of the law, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leave all shall not wither, and whatsoever it does shall prosper. Now, we've just read two scriptures, back to back, that links prosperity with the word. That links prosperity with the word. And by prosperity, I don't mean material prosperity. We are talking about development of our spirits and of our growth. And also, material prosperity can also be gotten. Insights for that can be gotten as we read the word of God. It's very important that we take time to read the word of God. For any situation that we are in looking into the word will produce the answers that we seek now the bible says another reason why the word is important is that the, it is for correction reproof doctrine and instruction in righteousness second timothy 3 16 says all scripture is given by the inspiration of god the niv says all scripture is god breathed. breathed it is god breathed meaning that the scripture is by the breath of god and is profitable we see the by the scripture is what profitable. He did not say the scripture is injurious. Uh-uh-uh. The scripture is what's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Why? That the man of God may be complete. Ah, hallelujah. Totally equipped for every good work. The scripture brings completion, maturity for us to do every good work. Another reason why the Bible is important is it works effectively in the life of the believer. Hallelujah! First Thessalonians 2.13 says, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Remember we saw in John 17.17 17, Sanctify them by thy word for my word is truth. We saw in John 8.32 that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We also saw in John 1.14 and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten son of the father, full of what grace and truth. So this word is truth. It now says the word of God which also effectively works in you we believe. The word of God works in us effectively. The Bible says in Acts nineteen twenty, so mightily grew the word of God that it prevailed. As a round off a with these thoughts and these scriptures. We don't study the word to accumulate head knowledge alone but to lead and speak it. We don't study the word just to have head knowledge. So we'll be able to quote the Greek and the Hebrew and to form that we are deep and we have rev. Now, we study the word to do what? To live, to do and to speak it. It's not enough that you have that you know the Greek and the Hebrew but you don't live the Greek and the Hebrew. It's very important. Now, we have a classical example in the Bible. Solomon knew the word. He provided a lot of wise counsel that are still relevant today as seen in Proverbs. But he did not do the word in some areas in his life. Hence, he married 700 wives and 300 concubines and even went ahead to build altars for idol worship for their gods. Solomon, the wisest man until Jesus' showed on on the earth, knew the word. But actually, if Solomon had just even read or done what he told us in Proverbs 7 alone, it would have been enough to keep him on track and away from those women that he married. But he didn't. So it's not enough to know the word, but we have to live and we have to do the word now when comes doing the word we'll read james 1 21 to 25 it says therefore lay aside all fieldiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul so we see that we are to lay aside some things that means we shouldn't do those things yeah then we'll now receive with meekness 29 says but be what doers of the word and not hearers only not accumulators of knowledge only but we should be doers of the word Word, not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, what does it do? He continues doing that thing that he's seen, and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. We see now, it he speaks about walk in relation to the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. The same thing we saw in J- Joshua 1.8 and we saw in Psalm 1. Talking about prosperity and we're blessed in all he does. So it's very important that we do what? That we do and we live the word. Now about speaking the word, I'll just read one scripture. Hebrews 13 from verse 5 to 6. Hebrews 13 from verse 5 to 6 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have for he himself has said i will never leave you nor forsake you so we may boldly say the lord is my helper i will not fear what can man do to me so the word that he got was what god said that he will never leave us nor forsake him but but the words that he now declared out of his mouth via meditation and impartation is that what the lord is my helper i will not fear what can man do to him we receive remnants from god by reading his word and we also speak those words that we receive. In conclusion, I'll read three scriptures and we'll be done. These scriptures are very important because they show us what we should do and what the word is to us. I'll begin with the 23 from verse 12. Job said I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I know many of us, myself inclusive, we like food. But Job is giving us germane instruction here that we should cherish the word of God more more than our necessary food. He said, I have not departed from the commandments of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. We are to give careful attention to the word of God and treasure it more than any other thing. Psalm 119, verse 162. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. KJV will say, as one who has found a great spoil. So we are to rejoice when we are with the word. We are to be rejoicing as we study the word. The final scripture I read here is Jeremiah 15:16. says, Your words were found, and I ate them. Hallelujah. And your word was to me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. But the focus here is we found the word. The word was found, and the word was eaten. And that word that was eaten became the joy and the rejoicing of the heart of Jeremiah. That is what the Word will do to us. It will fix any issue. Any issue can and will be fixed by the Word of God. Finally, I will just say, if you are going through any challenge, go look for scriptures. Go look for scriptures that cover that case. And for example, if you've checked and you don't find any scripture that covers your case, speak to the Holy Spirit. But I will give you a scripture also. Mark 11 from verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, what things soever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive receive them and you will have them. KJV would say, what things soever you desire. It's a desire. You can use Mark 11.24. It's a desire of your heart. If you have a desire of your heart, stand on Mark 11.24. And as you stand on Mark 11.24, other scriptures will show up. But most, most importantly, you have to see yourself with the answer. See yourself with the answer. If you are believing God for something, see yourself with that answer. If it's a baby, see yourself with that answer. If it's a job, see yourself with that answer. If it's direction, see yourself with that answer. If it's progress, see yourself with that answer. If it's marriage, see yourself with that answer. If it's finances, see yourself with that answer. See yourself having that thing. If you're trusting God for healing, see yourself healed. Don't see yourself in your current situation as being sick. No, 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 no. See yourself with the answer. Take possession of that which God has released unto you. I'm certain that you've been blessed and I trust God that as you spend prolonged time in his word. You will see the treasures of God's word and you will value it and you will begin to put the word into practice and you will see mighty manifestations in your life. You will grow spiritually and your needs will be met because the answer is in the word. Thank you once again for listening to this first episode of this new season of this podcast. I would encourage that you subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube, on Anchor, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe beyond subscribing. Share the podcast to your friends, to your family, so they will also receive the blessing that you have learned from today. Thank you once again and do have a fruitful week as you see yourself with the answer. God bless you.